Hi, this is Claire Hay. Today's leadership quote comes from Jay Danzi. Your smile is your logo, your personality, your business card. How you leave others feeling is your trademark. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. The Leader Assistant Podcast is exclusively brought to you by Goody, which provides effortless gifting for all occasions. If you're tired of sending tacky, impersonal business gifts, then you should definitely check out Goody. My friends at Goody offer a collection of hundreds of curated brands like Levain Bakery, Therabody, Milk Bar, and Ember Mugs. With Goody, if your recipient doesn't like your gift, they can swap it out for one they do like. You can find perfect gifts for any occasion, whether it's work anniversaries, birthdays, new hire onboarding, or company swag. It's free to start gifting, and you get a $20 credit when you sign up. Also, be sure to mention the Leader Assistant Podcast when signing up, and Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. So go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to disrupt the inefficiencies in your team's gifting strategy. Again, that's leaderassistant.com slash Goody. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. Welcome to episode 201. You can check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 201, leaderassistant.com slash 201. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Claire Hay. Claire works at Amazon UK as a assistant to general manager. And Claire, how's it going today? Yeah, really well. Thank you. What part of the UK do you live in? So I live in the East Midlands, so bang in, in the middle of England um, on the East east Coast. Um, so yeah, working in the sort of Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire, Leicestershire area. And are you from that area? No, I'm originally from the south of the UK, so I'm from the south coast from a place called Weymouth in Dorset. So I moved up exactly 10 years ago today. Nice, nice. And tell us a little bit about, before we jump into your career, about you personally. Do you Are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? Are you a uh, hobby person? What, what's, what's a little bit about Claire? Yeah, probably my biggest thing is music. So I love music. I go to lots of festivals, lots of live bands, um, big names, sort of local bands. Um, so yeah, I really love to to go out and listen to live music, which since COVID, I'm now sort of trying to get to as many gigs as I can because there were so many cancelled and not on. Yeah, what's one of the best uh, live music performances you've ever been to? Um, I think one of the most energetic was um queen but with adam lampart sadly i never never saw freddie um but yeah queen with adam lampart was was an experience definitely wow that's great well all right tell us about professionally then what brought you into the administrative professional assistant world how'd you end up as an assistant and tell us a little bit about your story so um when i left uh, sixth form college at 18 
I decided I didn't want to go to university. Um, I didn't think I could afford it at the time. None of my family had ever gone to university. So it was time to find a job. My first, um, I'd been working retail since I was 13, but my first kind of adult job was um, as an office assistant, very old fashioned company. Um, the men sat up on the first floor, or the ladies sat on the ground floor. Um, yeah, so wow. that was quite an experience. <laughs> um, and then from there, I moved into local authorities, so working for public sector through various roles, so admin assistant, um, senior training administrator, secretary, office manager. Um, and then I moved up north and took on uh, back to a PA role. And again, then that went through several changes. Um, at one point, I was a facilities manager, and then I got made redundant. So I um, took that time to kind of refocus what I wanted, what I wanted, what I liked about the roles I'd had and what I didn't. Um, and that's when I went for my current role at Amazon. Nice. What's been your favorite part about being an assistant? For me, it's the variety. So I could literally, you know, you, you never know what that, that one line email is going to put in your day that you weren't expecting. So you can have a, a lovely to-do list and then somebody's, you know, a few sentences, suddenly your, your whole day spins on its axis and you're, you're doing stuff you never, never imagined you could. Um, and I think as well, for me, it's, it's the being, being able to help other people reach their goals. So I think I'm very much of the opinion that I'm there to support the people in my team so that they can do what they do really well. Yeah. Well said. Well said. What about your least favorite part? My least favorite part is probably expenses. I just hate <laughs> doing expenses. Amen every, to that. I know. I constantly, I'm like, right, every week I'm just going to do do them a, a week at a time, chip away at it. And then it gets to the end of the month and I'm like, oh, I need to sort out all these receipts. Yeah. I hear you on that one. Well, let's talk a little bit about a few of the topics that you would mentioned you'd like to chat about first one being owning your career what what has that meant to you what does that mean to you to own your career so I think for me a lot of the roles I've had have sort of happened to me so I've um there's been a restructure often so particularly in the UK in the public service world in your your councils and your local authority love a restructure sort of every two, three years. So I found myself going into roles that were getting further and further removed from what I actually went in that business to do and the bits of the role that I love. As I say, at one point I was a, I went from a PA to an office manager to a facilities manager. And at that stage, I was looking after everything from electricity contracts, mobile phone contracts, fleets of vehicles, um, things that just weren't really weren't really my bag. They weren't really using my skill set. Um, so I'm very much an advocate of knowing what you want from a role, what you're good at, where your superpowers are, um, and going after that. And actually, not being afraid to say this isn't the role for me or this isn't the company for me, and proactively looking. I think 
very often we can end up in roles we don't like or or just don't suit us, but we keep thinking it's going to change. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes you've just you've just got to be brave and take that take that step. Mm. Tell us about a time that you that you were brave and you did take that step, and tell us how that how that turned out. Because I know a lot of people listening are like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I you know I don't want to risk it, you know. Yeah, so I think for me, it started really small. So I did a basic um, SWOT analysis. So what were my strengths? What were my weaknesses? Um, where were where my were my opportunities in the business I was in at the time? Um, I think sometimes people think, oh, you have to eradicate every single weakness you've got. And that's, that's never going to happen. We're humans. We're not robots. You can't sort of delete that coding and make yourself something you're not. So I think it's finding the roles that play to your strengths um, and that your weaknesses aren't an, aren't an impact, don't have an impact on them, um, rather than trying to make yourself the expert in every single area. Mm. Um, and one of the things I did was I looked at where did I want to get to and what were my gaps in knowledge or what were my gaps in education? And I got my employer at the time to fund my degree so that I could keep working full time because we've all got bills to pay and um, get my degree that I knew I would need going forward for the career I wanted, even though it wouldn't necessarily be with that company. Hmm. Nice. What was the degree? Uh, so business, business management. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk about a little bit about mentoring. What's been your experience as a mentee or as a mentor? Yeah, so I've been both. So I've been um, a mentee within um, the business I've worked in, but I've also um, mentored others in my um, business, in my peer group, and outside of my organization. So um it's something I'm really passionate about. I think it's there's always a bit of a gray area between what's a coach and what's a mentor. Um, I think for me, I see mentoring as a bit more hands-on assisting somebody to achieve a goal. So giving, giving ideas, helping them work through problems, um, sharing my expertise of, of what I've done in my sort of 20 plus years and, and what's worked and what hasn't worked. Um and really helping helping them achieve a particular goal or project. Awesome. What do you what would you recommend as far as those listening that would, you know, maybe they want to be a mentor or they or want to find somebody to mentor them? Do you do you see it as more of a casual, informal setup originally? Or is it is it more like, hey, you know, like, hey, let's have a chat or hey, be my mentor? <laughs> yeah, I think it I think it depends on where you work. I think a lot of workplaces um tend to have mentoring schemes. Um also particular forums can have mentoring schemes. Um so I think there are there are lots of places where you can you can reach out for mentors. But it may it may be a, a colleague you've previously worked with, it may be a friend, um, it may be somebody that actually you're for instance following on LinkedIn or a, a social media platform, and you just really like what they do and how they do it. Um, so what what can start as a chat can kind of evolve into mentoring. Um, 
So I think don't ever be afraid to reach out to somebody and and ask and say, look, this is this is the situation I'm in. This is where I'm trying to get to. Any pointers, and that that can evolve a relationship into a mentoring. Um, I've also found so after I was made redundant, I did a course called I Am Remarkable, which is a Google um, initiative, yeah. and. I'm now an I Am Remarkable facilitator. So I've facilitated um, about 22 sessions, about just over 200 people I've um, facilitated the I Am Remarkable program for. And I find that although it's only a a couple of hours, it's almost like a mini mentoring session Mm. because people are sharing lots with you. They're they're talking to each other. They're getting advice from each other. And it creates um, groups that then continue to stay in touch with one another. Hmm. How, what's the, what's maybe an example? Do, do you do these in small groups? Do you do them one-on-one? Does... So we tend to do it um, in groups of about, about eight to 10. Um, there is, there is an element of discussion and sharing. And I think if you go too small, you don't, you don't get that. Um, but again, if you go too big, then not, you know, not everybody will have their say and it can be too intimidating for some people. If, if you suddenly go on to something and there's like 20 people there and you're expected to share. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, around sort of eight, eight to 12 people is a, a good number. Nice. And another topic that was interesting, you, you said, build your personal brand. What do you mean by personal brand? And what do you mean by building your personal brand? Because personal brand can kind of be a lot of different things these days. Like, oh, you know, you got to have your social media profile and you got to this. But sometimes it can just mean how you present yourself. So what what do you mean by that? So I think for me, my personal brand, there's sort of two elements. There is the, the social media side. So there's looking at do the things I follow fit with my values, fit with my goals, um, you know, am I cutting out things that don't serve me? So, you know, it, is there is there anything um, social media wise that actually it, it has a negative impact on me when whenever, you know, maybe a particular person's post, they grate me or they can, you know, they're not they're not good for you. So it's it's cutting some of that out and actually, you know, knowing what what motivates you and what you feel confident engaging in. So. For instance, through LinkedIn, I've um, I've had a real sort of sort through of who I'm linked to, who I follow, um, looking at how often I post, what am I posting? Um, and through that, I've reached out to um, our East Midlands PA forum. And I'm now recently um, joined their committee for their PA awards next year, which I don't think I would have done if I hadn't have been doing that work on social media and looking at looking around at who locally to to link in with. And then I think the second part is around your personal brand in your day to day interactions with the people you you inter- you work with. Um, sort of as my quote said, that kind of how you leave people feeling is your trademark. So what um, we do things like 360 degree feedback. So what do people, how do you leave people feeling? How, what are your skills? What do you want to be the subject matter expert in?
Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. Yeah, that's great. And then um, how has that helped you? How has your personal brand helped you with just professionally with your relationship with your executives and your colleagues and uh, maybe even career path-wise? like? when you go and do your performance review and you ask for a raise and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So I think, I think your, your personal brand does have, I think in terms of personally, it's open doors for me, like I say, with the um, East Midlands PA forum. So it's, it's got me into that and I'm going to be working with a group of amazing people locally who all work in the, the executive support field that I would never have otherwise um, known, known about. I would never touch base with. Um, and I think as well, it, it helps you to reinforce what your, what your worth is and what your skill set is. Um, I think very often, particularly in, a, in sort of PA executive ro- assistant roles, we're often the only person in our building or sometimes our business that does that job. Mm. Um, and we're very good at doing things under the radar. Um, we're not always very good at banging our drum and shouting about what we do. So sometimes the people you're working with, the only thing they see or they know about your role is what they physically see you doing. And there's probably 80% of your job that no one knows you do. But if you stop doing it, they'd all suddenly realize. <laughs> um, so I think it's it's about talking about your achievements and keeping track of those achievements because time goes so quickly. Um, we forget what we did. We forget what we got done and, and what we achieved. And often it's not until appraisal time or, you know, when you're going for an interview that suddenly you have to think of well, what, what have I done? What's my experiences? So I think keeping regular track of them um, and not being afraid to put your hand up for things that you know fit your skill set, but other people might not realize you have that skill set. Mm. Yeah, I, I like how you said that. I think it's important for us all to keep track, even document the accomplishments we've had personally and professionally. Um, even just writing down, like, all right, what are we good at? What do we what do we bring to the table? And just building your personal brand is is often directly tied to your confidence. You know, you you're building your confidence as well. So that's awesome. Um, okay. What about, let's talk about emotional intelligence. So you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're a strong advocate that, you know, alongside the hard skills of email management and task management and communication and all the fun things that we do as assistants, um, we definitely need emotional intelligence. And I've written about this in my book as well. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on what's emotional intelligence and how do you cultivate and develop your uh, emotional intelligence? Yeah. Um, I, I love the book, by the way. And I think... Thank it, you. Um, 
the term emotional intelligence, I think, is quite a new thing. It's certainly not something I remember hearing anything about towards the start of my career. Um, I think it's always been ar- around the the technical skills. So, you know, can you do your expenses? Can you manage your, your inbox? But I think often, you know, as a as a sole role in a building or a business, you can only achieve by getting stakeholders on board. And that needs a slightly different skill set. You know, you need to be able to negotiate. You need to be able to sometimes have difficult conversations, but also actually get people on board. It's it's stakeholder management. And that takes a different skill set than, say, doing your expenses. Um, So I think there's a lot of things that you learn through experience but again with the mentoring by sharing those experiences you can help other people so how to um, influence others how to um, you know listen actively and with with empathy Um, I think there's a lot of people skills that you know in our executive assistant PA roles we need to get things done because we can't do everything solely on our own. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what's, what's one thing that you would tell if you go back in time and tell your younger, new, fresh assistant career self, what, what's one thing you would tell yourself? Um, that no, isn't a bad word sometimes. Um, I think as a, I say a reforming people pleaser, so I'm trying to be less. Um, but I think by nature, a lot of us in this sector tend to be people pleasers. It fits in with our our need to help others. Um, and I think sometimes I've tied myself up in knots with that by saying yes to this person, yes to that person. Um, they all merrily go on their way and suddenly I've got 20 projects that I need to deliver by 9am tomorrow morning. Right. Um, I think by saying no, I can own what I take responsibility for and I'm not having to tame other people's chaos. So very often I think in in certainly in my career experience in uh, professional services, other people's urgencies, other people's emergencies tend to be because they've left something so long. So they probably had two or three weeks when they got that task. They've left it and now suddenly with 48 hours to go, it's an emergency and it's your problem. <laughs> um, so I think I would certainly advocate for my younger self to have said no more and to have drilled down a little bit on, okay, we'll, we'll get this done, but let's, let's learn from this and let's not repeat this. So why did it go to the wire? Why did it not happen? you know, when it should have happened. Well said, good advice. And I know I, I, I spoke with an assistant the other day who has been an assistant for about three months. And then I spoke with one, I think it was last week, that's been an assistant for about three weeks. So hopefully they'll listen and, and take heed to your advice. It's great, great tips. Claire, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing a little bit about your journey. I know it's late in the UK right now. And so I appreciate you taking time to do this. What, where's some? Where's the best place for people to reach out if they want to say hi and uh, connect with you? So the platform I'm probably most active on is LinkedIn. 
Um, so that's that would be the best place to reach out to me. Awesome. Well, I will put your LinkedIn URL in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 201, leaderassistant.com slash 201. Claire, thanks again. Uh, best of luck to you. And I really appreciate you reaching out and uh, taking a risk to be on the show. And I'm glad it worked out. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullos.com